Welcome to Sunday Sermons and other recordings from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Davis, California. Please visit our website at www.uudavis.org for further information. service in the social hall and we are uh, we try to move the children and youth onto their programs uh, within a certain amount of time so our greeting at this time is short and um, no slides yet please I'm ready for them to begin later because I want to make sure that you know that I am the Reverend Beth Banks and I'm the senior minister of this congregation just in case we forgot uh, due to the partying last night. And Reverend Morgan McLean is right here and she's going to be involved in the new member ceremony this morning. And I'm Ann Hillman, worship associate for this morning. This morning's words of welcome are written by Reverend Erica Hewitt. A warm welcome to you on this morning. This is a time for joy, comfort, and sometimes challenge. Our Unitarian Universalist congregation is where we come to learn about being more human. We're not here because we figured out life's problems or because we think we've got it right. We come here to learn more about being in relationship together, how to listen, how to forgive, how to be vulnerable, and how to create trust and compassion with one another. So welcome. Come for the joy. Come for the way we can help each other in times of sorrow. Together, we'll find out how communities can change the world. So... If you have a joy or a sorrow to share with our congregation, please light a chalice, a small chalice, to the back of the sanctuary, and let us know if you'd like to have it in this morning's prayer and also in the bulletin. And to acknowledge all that is being held by the people in this room, we do light one pillar candle for all the sorrows of the world, for the moments that weigh heavy on our hearts. And we light one pillar candle for the joys of the world that also continue even in the midst of our sorrow. We light this chalice to honor the memory of those who have come before us, keeping flames of wisdom, willing to be brave, giving us a legacy of freedom and a love of truth a legacy that warms our hearts and lights our paths. When a member of our congregation passes, we invite all those who are within this space to recognize that person. Some people in this room may already know that Eldridge Moores passed last Sunday, early in the morning, while on a field trip with faculty and students and a visiting scholar. Some people may not know this, and this is your first time 
to hear this news. We'll be grieving for a long time about his death. And we have to make space for each new person who hears it for the first time. And also for those who have known him for so many years and their grief grief is very, very deep. His service, a celebration of his life, will be on November 18th at 3.30 in the afternoon. And it will be at the University of Davis, California and Davis, um, in the uh, theater building. And we'll give you the addresses and the names and all the specifics soon and many times. And then that evening at 7 p.m., there will be a concert that will be in his honor. And Andre will be playing um, at that concert. And so it will be a day of recognizing him knowing that there, there is no one event that suffices. And we grieve many times and in many ways. So as you are able, this is our custom, is to join together. If you knew Eldridge, if you have never met Eldridge, but simply are here today, you are a part of a web of relationships, and you are invited to participate in this. If you're seated next to someone who cannot stand, please sit with them, but but link across the aisles to stand and take hands, take a shoulder, whatever is most comfortable for you in this moment. Blue Boat Home is one of the songs that will be sung at his celebration of life. And so I just want to read to you the very first verse of this. It was a favorite hymn of Eldridge's, and it certainly is a favorite hymn of Judy's. Though below me I feel no motion, standing on these mountains and plains, far away from the rolling ocean, still my dry land heart can say... I've been sailing all my life now. Never harbor or port have I known. The wide universe is the ocean I travel, and the earth is my blue boat home. Some of you knew my father, Jim Hillman, who was a member of this church. When I was in middle school, He painted campaign slogans on our canoe and tied it to the roof of our car so he could campaign wherever he drove. (laughs) I was embarrassed then, but now I remember his innovative canvas fondly. He also involved us kids in politics by taking us to San Francisco to march in protest of the Vietnam War. This past year, protest marchers have filled boulevards shoulder to shoulder for miles and I am heartened by our numbers. I feel blessed to live in a country which has freedom of speech and assembly. The action of one pipe bomber does not cancel this freedom. Hooray for our politicians who have spoken out against our president. 
When President Trump saw marchers protesting his election, he said, what's wrong with them? Didn't they vote? Mocking that he had won without winning the popular vote. My vote was canceled by the Electoral College that election, but most of the time, my vote has counted. I helped elect the first black president twice. I helped elect a humanitarian president and a priestly governor of our sanctuary state. I helped elect a scientifically-minded vice president, fervently devoted to preserving the earth. I helped elect Congress members who protect the elderly, the mentally ill, and the poor. I helped legalize same-sex marriage. I funded schools and libraries and parks and wild spaces. Every election gives us a chance to exercise our Unitarian values. I'm alarmed and ashamed by what my country is doing, but I still believe in the goodness of the foundations of our government. Our court has bound, uh, banned ICE from harassing people simply because of their color, because our Constitution protects us from unreasonable searches. Even the fact that we have the term racial profiling means we have made progress. I'm grateful to the visionaries who see ways to solve problems and with great strength lead us the way. Our own church member, Scott Ragsdale, has been organizing canvases in different precincts to um, try to restore a partisan balance to Congress. Right now, he's in the Tahoe area. He's been to L.A. He, he asked me to tell you all that he, um, just to greet you all warmly. <laughs> um, a great number of our church members have been or are public servants. And I know this room is full of people who have been writing letters, phoning, and walking precincts to create a better outcome in this election. I know I don't need to say this to you, but if you are eligible and have not already voted, please vote on Tuesday so that we can restore our country to compassion, justice, and protection of the earth. I grew up about five miles from the beach. From where my church was located, we could watch the sun dip down past the line of the Pacific. It was fairly common for my friends and me to head down to the beach during the summer months and splash in the waves and poke around in the tide pools and to watch the surfers and the sea lions. We would have youth group bonfires where we'd roast hot dogs, vegetarian and meat, <laughs> and s'mores. And the ocean was an ever-present part of my childhood. I grew up with a healthy respect for its power. Even then, sometimes I would let my guard down and a rogue wave would knock me over and I'd get caught up in the set of the surf. Wave after wave would crash into me and I'd get my head up above the water to catch my breath just to be knocked back down. Sometimes watching the news, I'm brought back to that feeling, being pulled under feeling wave after wave crash over me. 
the slight panic of, how long will this last? Oh, oh God, how long will this last? Fighting to catch your breath, your footing, your orientation. Which way is the shore? How long have I been under? A minute? Two? A year? Two? One time, after being knocked down by a set of waves and finally making my way to shore, I was given advice of what to do next time. One, control your breathing. Two, find your horizon. And three, either dive below the wave or ride it back to shore. By trying to fight every wave, I would only get tired and lose my breath. It's about finding a way to move beyond the forces that hold me down. And by conserving precious resources, positioning myself, and effective movement, I could move more easily to find my way out of the situation. Next time, I would be prepared. Next time I felt battered by a force larger than myself, I would just have to control my breathing, find my horizon, and either dive down or ride up. From the conversations I've had with you this past week, it feels like we've been trapped in a set of waves, right? I don't need to list them off for you, but you know, we know, it has just felt relentless. Just as we find our footing and catch our breath, there's more breaking news, more election polls, another knock at the door, another phone call. How long have we been down here? How long will it last? Preparing for election day on Tuesday, I've been having flashbacks of two years ago, breathlessly reading the polls like they were tea leaves, trying to figure out ways to forecast what will happen next. I'd listen to the pundits. What did Nate Silver and John Dickerson have to say? Did they have good news? Reading the maps, plotting out the blue states and the red states, flipping the purple states to see what happened. NPR was always on in the background. And Christine, my wife, pregnant with our first child, we were wondering what kind of world we were going to bring him into. The night of the election, I gathered with friends and loved ones for worship and then to watch the election results come in. Even with all the research, all the planning, all the forecasting, we realized what was happening. And it was a gut punch. We had not planned for what's next. 
we didn't know what to do. I just remember sitting there, friends crying, terrified of what would come, anger, frustration, deep, deep, deep sadness, and wondering what we were going to do next. And since then, the waves have come. Anger, sadness, betrayal, looking around at all the people on the street and thinking, who did you vote for? (laughs) Did you do this? (laughs) Weeks of grief. And it's been two two years now, and we've been caught in the set of waves. We've been working hard, marching and letter writing and campaigning and talking with friends and relatives, hard conversations. And friends, it's been exhausting. I know I need to avoid falling into the old patterns, worrying about blue waves or red waves, You know, agonizing over the closest of elections is not going to save us. We can't end this campaign exhausted. We need to be resilient. So in preparation for this week, I'm trying to keep in mind the lesson I learned from the set of waves. One, breathe. Two, find my horizon. And three, prepare to move forward. So, here we are, amidst the waves, but also here in worship, here in this community of love and compassion and transformation. Let's just be countercultural for a moment. Let's just breathe. Just for a bit, let's catch our breath and breathe together. So just take a deep breath. Fill those lungs as much as you can. And just let it out. Again, breathe in. And out. Listen, listen to the way the air moves through you. Listen to the way the air moves through the people next to you. The way the air moves through the room. And, and just for a minute, we're going to breathe together. Great, great. We've been breathing. Might have been the first time for a while for some of us. We've caught our breaths, and we're getting our heads on correct. Let's think about finding our horizons. What is a stabilizing force you can trust? 
think about it for a moment about what guiding principles you value the most. Think not about what you are fighting against, but what you are fighting for. Is it your family, your friends, your neighbors? Is it the environment? Is it the poor and marginalized? Is it yourself? What pulls you into the voting booth and gets you up on Wednesday regardless of what happens on election night? Because, friends, these are the things we need. We need to focus on these while we go forward for the next two years. Anger alone will not get us to the shore. We need something to love. So we've caught our breath. And we've found our horizon, so now we need to get ready to move. Personally, I know I need to shore up reserves to get ready for what's next. So that means I am going to take a sabbatical from the news for the next 48 hours. Whatever happens can wait. I am going to focus on being with people I love and doing things I love. I will be with my family and we will cook a delicious meal together and we'll put money in the box. I'm going to watch a movie instead of the news. I'm going to clean the house and listen to good music. I'm going to call my loved ones on the phone and talk about anything other than the election. I'm going to try to stay off social media. That one's going to be a hard one. You may wish to do the same, or you may want to do something different. Uh, knock on doors for your chosen candidate, or phone bake for a proposition. Go for a long walk, write in your journal, or make something beautiful. What do you do when things get hard? How do you take care of yourself and your loved ones? So think about it. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and share with them something you plan to do to take care of yourself and your people for the next couple of days. And we're just going to take a minute. people filled with hope and love, people ready to go. That is a faithful sound. Uh, to me, that sound is the sound of prayer. As Unitarian Universalists, we are called to affirm and promote the democratic process, and that's why we are called to vote on Tuesday but we also know that there are many ways of doing democracy. Voting is a blunt tool. 
And as blunt as it is, it is only one way of doing democracy. And we know that the voting booth is where democracy begins, not where it ends. Regardless of whichever parties win on Tuesday, we know that we will continue to work for more justice in the world. We will do what needs to be done to keep Washington and Sacramento accountable, and we will have to do it together. There are times when getting out of the swell of waves is not as easy as we make it out to be. Even when focusing on getting out, we may, just, we may not have the ability to do it alone. And that's where the lifeguard comes in. There are, two, there are times when we are just too tired or too weak to go on alone. And that is when we call for help. Friends, it is never a sin to call for help. It is never a sin to call for help. To hand yourself over to someone who is more strong, more capable, more skilled than you. And the good news is that everyone, everyone, each and every one of us has the ability to be a lifeguard for someone else. Each and every one of us can check in with each other and offer a hand. Touch base with your strong friends, the ones who always seem to be holding it together. Make sure they are taking good care of themselves, too. Ensure that we are all ready to go together. Because this is not the time to leave our people behind. Friends, things are hard, but we have each other. Find someone who needs you. Remind them to breathe. Breathe with them. Help them find the horizon, and then together we will ride back to shore. And as we land, coughing and tired, we will regroup to work together and find new ways of being. Today, Tuesday, and moving forward, we will fight for love. That is the greatest thing we can fight for, because love can overcome all. And so I ask you to vote for love. Work for love. Reach out and save love and know that love will reach out and save you back. Friends, let us now pray. Spirit of love, life, and justice, you who go by many names, we acknowledge your presence now. We give thanks for this opportunity to be together, to worship in our free and chosen faith. We give thanks for the community and the many joys and sorrows we bring. We give thanks for this blue boat home 
that we are sailing on together. For our elders and ancestors who came before us and showed us the way, and for our youth who come with us and teach us new ways of being together. We struggle with those who struggle for peace and justice, and we sit and comfort those who struggle with health. We pray for this week, for the voters, the politicians, our elected officials. May they be wise. May they work for justice. We give thanks for another day. Another day together to remember to love, to build new ways. Let us lift up our hearts for the people and places and events who build a tapestry of love we call community. For these prayers and those that remain in the silent sanctuaries of our hearts, we give thanks. Friends, please reach out, grab a hand, touch a shoulder, make human contact in one way or another. <laughs> Friends, this is the prescribed time. This is the time we have been made for. It's hard, I know. But catch your breath, find your horizon, and we are going to move forward together. Our worship has ended, but our service has just begun. And let the people say amen. <laughs>